What is going on? Hey, this is Jules Dan. Welcome back to Storytelling Secrets. I'm your host, Jules, the podcast here to help you get more customers, make more per customer, and keep them coming back with the power of the pen. Bit of a story time for you today. Hope you enjoyed my last episode about some of the big news that dropped um, last week. And, and just to catch you up, because um, I'm, I'm finding people... Like, why else would people want to listen to this other if there's no continuing storyline? Like Friends or Seinfeld or something like that. So, I guess it's like my Seinfeld series of podcasting. But anyway, so last week I announced that I'm going on this around-the-world trip one month. I actually I actually listened back to the episode. I didn't explain properly what remote year was. And so, I'm going to do justice a little bit in this intro. So, basically, um, put down my deposit for this digital nomad light uh, tour where you go to a new city every single month for a full year. So I'm starting in Hanoi first for a month, co-working space, co-living space, you have your own room, um, big community, like 20, 30 people, like all in the same remote, like working, it's sick. And then next we're going to Chiang Mai and then next we're going to Bali and then next we're going to Osaka and then next we're going to Buenos Aires and then through South America and then Europe and then Holy crap. So that's pretty cool. And um, I did get the yes from Remote Year to um, get the discount. And um, I said, hey, I'll, I'll um, record some podcast content along the way with some of the guests and uh, some with some of the um, fellow other, uh, I don't know, remote workers. So you guys can follow along with me on this journey and get a taste for yourself um and if it's crap it's crap i don't think it will be and if it's really really good then um i can just be like a natural spokesperson because it's purely organic um it's very authentic a lot more than that productivity drink that reached out to me and was like we'll give you a 60 percent discount coupon to potentially for you to be a sponsor I'm like what so anyways um yeah that's exciting news two minutes in today's episode is um, just a little short how-to. I don't normally do a, a lot of how-to. I've just been like documenting the process, but um, I'll wrap the little lesson. I'll write it, I'll, as always, I'll tell you a story and then I'll wrap around the lesson and uh, maybe maybe you can implement it today. So one thing that I've done recently and I've been promoted with inside of a client relationship is that on top of managing the list, I'm managing their Facebook group. And this is super fun because uh, you get to directly see the engagement and reach with a Facebook post. So unlike, okay, so it's kind of weird because when you send in an email, you roughly get the same opens and the same clicks. And it's sometimes when the list gets to know you, it's hard to know what really hits. Whereas with Facebook, it's like there's a clear difference between what people like and what they didn't like. Some posts might get 400 so there's a 12,000 person group. Some posts might only get 12, uh, 300 person reach, whereas other posts I did not think were going to fly hit 3,000. And um, I don't know if that's good or bad, but the numbers, in terms of the numbers, but clients were happy. So I was like, okay, good. I'm doing the right thing. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, yes. Okay. So um, the thing I wanted to wrap around, so I started this new thing as a email list manager and a Facebook group manager. And as a Facebook group manager, I'm not there moderating comments and stuff. I'm literally just posting content 
which they put me through the clients and communities, um, like 10 grand training or something, which is cool. And they're like, can you go through this and then implement this in our group? I'm like, yeah, that'd be easy. Like they've done the hard part of building the audience of 12,700 people. All I have to do is just create the content. And I think creating the content, while it sounds easy, is a lot harder to pull off than what it might sound like. So I'm going to come back. I can't wait to sort of document what I've done the last. I've only just started this month. So there's just no point me coming and saying, hey, whatever. But fuck we've The whole point, okay, I've got to go so tangent because I was super excited. The whole point, when you have a really good Facebook group, it's actually a really good lead source. I'm not here to send you on some shiny object um, thing because I'm not pursuing it right now. It's just what's working with my clients. Um, they had a Facebook group that wasn't optimized correctly. And now we're sort of, we changed a few letters, like just some of the wording and the questions at the start to open a conversation. And then the way they teach inside a clients and community is that any engagement on any post is an opportunity to reach out and start a conversation. There's the live stream pillar content, which is the what and the why, but not the how. And don't get offended by that because it's all about shifting belief. It's getting people closer to a decision to working with you. And you can still give value in terms of inspiration, in terms of hope, um, in terms of them feeling like they can do it. So there's that. Just wanted to clarify. Going on so many tangents here. Um, okay. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's open so many. The whole point for me is just to open conversations. When then And then the setters, so the people who actually start the conversation and book them, book people into calls, that is where the money lies in a Facebook group. It's not in like, here's a link, go check it out because we all know that Facebook just kills any link that um, you try and pitch. So conversations, also if you sell high ticket, we all know is um, one of the best ways to sell because um, people don't trust people these days. There's a lot of skepticism. They want to feel like they have a connection with you before they want to hand over four to $25,000, whatever your package is, maybe it could be more. Um, that's just like rough ballpark. And um, yeah, so I've been following their trainings and stuff. And um, there was one, it was, I wouldn't say it's a bait post. They call it a honey pot post, right? Which is like, uh, I guess it's like you put your hand in the honey to get some goodness out. Is that what it's coming from? I don't know. So it's a honey pot post. Very similar to a two-step post like I used to do on my Facebook feed um, until it was actually, I don't know why I stopped doing that because it was actually kind of effective where, so like quick backstory, two-step post on Facebook is where, and I swear I've done an episode in this, but it's cool to recap because things have sort of changed a bit. So you would post something like, hey, I've just gone through the new Dan Kennedy sales letter um, and I know the one reason why it converted at this percent, who wants the report? Or something like that. And then you have like a thousand people comment. And then you're like, great, sent you a DM, sent you a DM, sent you a DM. And then you would send them a message. And this is the first time how I do it. I would send them a message like, great, here, thanks thanks for putting your hand up for this. Here's a link. Thanks for putting your hand up for this. Here's a link. And I just copy paste, copy paste. Or I send like a D, um, virtual assistant to go do that. And the first time I did something like that, it was 200 people who commented. But I think only four or five people then joined my group. I think the call to action was to join my group because the training was in the group. And I was really confused. <laughs> I was like, why has this happened? And I asked my mentor, Pete, and he's like, 
you're not really you're just sort of shoving the group down their throat you just and it's the same with anything you're just shoving the offer down their throat you you gotta ask for permission especially in this thing so i took that lesson and so by the way the lesson was that when they put their hand up for this post and like yes i want this you would say like hey i noticed you um you wanted that free whatever on this post um, I know it's going to be super valuable. I know it's going to be super helpful, like quick benefit. Would you still want me to send that? Do you, just, do you still want that? Are you still after that? So now you're getting people to recommit and put their hand up. And it's also, I don't know what it is, but it just seems to be like people feel like you have their best interest because you're not just straight out pitching them, like you're asking for permission. Everyone knows permission-based marketing works extremely effectively. Um, so just having that little ask in front. Now, we had little, one of those little honeypot bait posts inside the group. And um, so, like, side story again. Um, I created a reactivation campaign for that email list, for Troy's email list, um, to reactivate some dead contacts. And I created this free report, which I've created a, another episode on, which was like... Um, reactivation camp case study reactivation campaign that generated ten thousand dollars so go check that out in full if you want to see what that looks like but basically i reused that model from another client and i used it for this client to create a reactivation campaign and then i recycled that reactivation campaign document to then use as a honeypot post inside this facebook group and to my delight it worked let's actually check it right now i'm gonna hit pause and see how many people commented on that bad boy Okay, so there's 153 comments. Most of them have been replied to. Some have not. So let's just say there's 70 people, I would say, like, or a bit 75-ish because some haven't been replied to. That's a lot of, <laughs> that's a lot of leads. There's a lot of conversations to start, um, all, coming from not having, <laughs> all coming from not having to do, like, extra work. I literally... I literally just copied and pasted this campaign and changed some of the wording up. Like instead of email, I put post in. Um, let's look at this. Oh yeah, and the call to action was slightly different. And then I used a picture and I tied in some humor into the picture so people don't feel like we're just like straight up pitching. You know, I like using humor. Um, and this this worked quite well. Point is though, wrapping the story around like we're actually getting to the lesson here so the setters were from the philippines now they can be quite good okay don't get me wrong um but sometimes i've found that um i don't know maybe it's like the culture i'm not saying this is declarative statement but maybe i've found in the past that when you tell a virtual assistant from the philippines this is how you do it. This is how they'll do it. They'll do it verbatim. They, if they see a different way that could be more efficient, they probably don't want to do it because they don't want to make a mistake and you get angry or something. Um, and I've had to tell them a few times, like, if you found a better way to do it, just do it and tell me after. And if it doesn't, if it weren't successful, that's great. Because um, anyways, learning to be somewhat, somewhat of a boss, somewhat of a manager. Um, but not really, but that's just like a little lesson I learned is like give them permission to make mistakes because sometimes you could be wrong and they are actually doing the thing and they could feel like 
there's a better way. Anyways, that was not the case with this setter. So they're a really good setter, but they were they were doing what I was doing before. Like, here's a link. Here's a link. Here's a link. No, 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 no. You need permission. Guys, you need permission. Like, hey, so I saw you put your hand up for that recurring revenue um, document inside the group. I know it's going to be super value. You want me to send it over? Question mark? Yeah, sure. Bang. A couple of days later, how'd you find that document? Or you just like, just that's when you then start the conversation. Um, and this isn't a lesson about <laughs> closing that, that conversation, but I think one of the hardest part is then um, opening that conversation. Now, mind you, I just read this morning message from that setter and she's like, I send people... Um, I sent people a message and then I followed up with about getting onto a call and then I barely got any response. Like, oh, all right, let's let's look at this and unpack why. I think they're going straight in for the kill. And when I was doing another coaching program, I remember like how much of it really came down to rapport and just building like a somewhat friendship with people in the DMs. I'm not sure if that still is the most effective way or not, but um, I did find that building rapport was one of the strongest ways to do it. Anyways, that's it for today's episode. It was meant to just wrap around this story of, hey, I'm doing Facebook group management now. And um, if you're doing posts where you ask people to put their hand up for a report or something free, please don't just send them the link. You get them, ask, get them to ask, ask them for permission, put their hand up, Remind them of the value and say, hey, want me to send that, want me to send that over? Your response rate is going to go through the roof. And even the setter who I, um, who I gave that script to, she's like, the response has gone through the roof. I'm like, yep, yep, I've, yep, I've, I've had to encounter the four, four responses out of 200 to realize that mistake. <laughs> so I've learned it and I'm passing it on to you. That's it for today's episode. Um, if you enjoyed the podcast, go leave a review on iTunes. I do think I'm going to change. I was thinking about this the other day. The branding of the overall podcast and the, the actual description of the podcast. The shittiest, the shittiest thing has happened. So I, I created the podcast description when I had some other email address when I created, when I was doing chatbots and I had a domain called EasyBot. And now that domain is dead and that is how I signed up and created my iTunes account, which has all my descriptions across the web of what my podcast is about. And it's grossly out of date, <laughs> like grossly out of date. Um, and um, yeah, so that's interesting. Uh, I haven't, it's just one of those things I just haven't gone around to because I'm like, oh, start this process. So um, yeah, expect a rebrand hopefully sometime in the new year and um, expect some of my YouTube videos I'll be dropping partially. You know, I got to do something for you to go come and watch on the YouTube channel because I think it's, I put so much, so much effort into these videos. Um, they're not just like me having a conversation on the mic right now. Like I script these out, the shitload of value, like everything I've just done the last two and a half years I'm putting into this. Like my last video, Shameless plug. 
I pretty much took a VSL that created 50K and I went line by line. Why does this work? Why does this work? What are the principles? What are the steps? Because most people don't know how to write a video sales letter. And I show you how. So, shameless plug, go check out my YouTube channel, Jules Dan. I'm going to leave that link in the description. That's it for today. I'll see you around. Bye.